Hey everyone, welcome to the How To Gurus, a podcast with honest conversations from everyday people about how to do this thing called life. I'm your host, Tiffany, and this is episode 22. In this episode, your other host, Craig, and I are going to discuss how we engage with our kids' interests. Little kids to big kids to adults, we all have a variety of interests. Some are more varied than others, some are broad, some are narrow, some of us find that niche in life that we know we want to pursue and we go after it hard and heavy for all of our life, where other people try a lot of different things and they have a lot of different passions and a lot of different interests. And I think little kids especially have a lot of big ideas of things they want to do. So how do we as parents engage with that? How do we help them form their interests? How do we keep their interests realistic? How do we make sure that what our kids want to do fit with our family values, with the financial resources we have, with the time that we have, with the values we've put around our family's time and abilities? That's what we're going to discuss today. So I hope you all enjoy it. Now, on to the show. Hey, Tiff. Hey, Craig. How are you? I'm good. Happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day. It's a day off work, a day of rest. A day of rest. Why so, do they call it Labor Day when you don't labor on that day? It should be called Break from Labor Day. <laughs> I know. It's a little bit weird. I don't really Did they know. call it a day that you take off work and that everybody's known to be able to go to the lake or relax or whatever? And they call it Labor Day. I think every other day is Labor Day. Yeah. So this should be a different holiday. Labor Free Day. I don't Labor know. Labor Free Day, yeah. Mm-hmm. You should research that and get back to us. Okay. The history of why they call it Labor Day. Stay tuned, listener. <laughs> 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 so we just got back from a wedding. It's actually not Labor Day when we're recording this, but it is no. Labor Day weekend. We just got back from a wedding that was very fun. Yeah. From one of our former students who's now an adult. He's been an adult for a while. He's been an adult for a while, yeah. He was our student a long time ago, and he's been dating this sweet girl for a long time, and they got hitched, and they invited us, which was very nice. Very honored, very honored. Yes, yes. He has two sisters who got married before him, and they invited us to their weddings, too. It's just sweet when they want to include you in that. His Mm -hmm. mom has told us, she told us tonight at his wedding and she has said it before. She's like, well, you helped raise him. (laughs) (laughs) So we want you to be part of this celebration, which is very sweet. Yeah, it's cool. So fun. Well, we've had a good weekend. We've had a lot going on. Yeah. What's been your favorite part about this weekend? You get a holiday weekend and it's one of those things when you go back to work, you're like, you're more happy about the short week so that you can get the next weekend. (laughs) Make you've, up for the three day that you you've made your uh, three day weekend busy. It's we not haven't been that done bad. that. No, no, it ain't that bad. What's been your favorite thing so far? Oh, just hanging out. Yeah, been able to not having a lot of plans. Yeah, I mean we done things, but we haven't had a lot of plans. So yeah, yeah. Our son normally plays soccer on Saturday mornings, but they did not schedule games this weekend. I yeah, say nice. because of Labor Day. Yeah, I don't know that for sure, but that was just my assumption. So that was kind of nice. Yeah. On Saturday, not having to pop up out of bed. Not that we have to get up super early for his games, yeah. but it was just nice not having to be anywhere, not have a schedule. But there's a lot of people out of town, so I'm sure they have run into that problem before. So Yeah, probably so. I know at church, there was a lot of people out. So Yeah, there was a light crowd at church, light I crowd. thought. Same thing. You can always tell when it's a holiday weekend. Yes. It's probably a busy travel weekend just because people do get 
that one extra day and then you can take Friday off if you want and then you get four days or not and you still get a couple days and a day to travel back and then also people who have boats it's a big lake weekend Liberty weekend around here we have a couple different lakes in our area that people like to go to and boat and that is a very popular thing to do here go to the lake so what we did on Saturday is what has prompted this podcast title (laughs) (laughs) So this podcast is how to what? How to engage with your kids' interests. Yeah. And that is something that Craig and I experienced this weekend. <laughs> and we, we try to do that a lot. I mean, we try to do it we their do. whole lives. but Their whole lives, yep, we sure have. And that's partly because we want them to also learn how to engage in stuff for others. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because a lot of times we do things that are not our thing mm-hmm. or you know we're asking them to do things that are not their thing so you have to be willing to do some things that are outside of your box yeah and this was definitely one of those things it definitely was and sometimes when you try something outside of your box you realize you do enjoy it and maybe it does yeah. become your thing or that, you realize that you never want to do it again yep that was the case for both of us this weekend <laughs> we said what is okay this? So what we did on Saturday, so Rylan, our son, is into bicycles all of a sudden, like wanting to build a mountain bike and wanting to accessorize it, trick it out. He wants to ride, you know, go all these places. And there's a couple little tiny little trails and stuff around our house that he's ventured off to. And Mm -hmm. he took us to one of them the one day and it was like, what? Why why do you want to do this? And he's like, oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. And so, and it wasn't awesome. It was muddy, and oh, he said it was, it was never like that before. Yeah. He hadn't been back there we since had it had mud rained everywhere, all over. It us. was so hard to get through the start of the trail because it was so muddy, yeah. and then you end up on a construction site basically yeah. with all this gravel. And he thought it was amazing. Oh yeah, he thought it was so cool. So that prompted, I don't know, was it you or him that found this place it locally? Was him. Yeah, okay. he got on his maps and he started got his maps or something for and started trails. searching for those trails and he found one. He's like, can we go? Can we go? So we decided that because we had a free day that we would go and check it out. And yeah. little did we know. So we get there and it's like organized. Like it's a legit place. Has a map, a little like a wilderness station type thing has the map. Mm-hmm. And it was a trailhead. Yeah, it's a trailhead. Mm-hmm. So we have a greenway system in Murfreesboro. It's not part of the greenway system. No, it's not part of the greenway. I think it might be part of, uh, we have a park here in town called Barfield Park. Yeah. And they have nature hiking trails and that sort of thing there. And I think this is part of it. Because it's okay. called, I think it was called Barfield Mountain Biking Trails. Oh, so we that. pulled in. a mountain bike trail. Uh, oh, I thought I saw it say Barfield. Maybe not, but it backs up to Barfield Park. It didn't come we, up on maps as Barfield Mountain Bike. No, mountain, it didn't. Man, I can't even say that. Mountain Bike Park. <laughs> That's hard to say. So maybe it's not part of it, but it does back up to that. So we were at yeah. the trailhead, which what I know that term from the Greenway. The trailhead is where the trail starts. The start of the trail. The oh, trailhead. Okay. So we pulled okay. into the parking lot. And like you said, it had the little map station. It had a couple porta potties. Yeah. So the first thing that was weird to me, though, is we pulled in the parking lot and there's no one else there. No one there. It was a beautiful day. Yeah. The gate was unlocked, so we knew it was okay for but us to But like it's like a legit in. thing because there's like, you can tell other people have gone. I mean, the trails are like worn down quite a bit. Were they worn down quite a bit? 
I mean, they were <laughs> defined pretty good. Yes, you could tell anyhow, where the path was. <laughs> anyhow, we take off. So there is two easy, two like moderate, intermediate. And two, what they called it, yeah. Like hard, difficult, mm-hmm. very difficult. It was ones. easy, intermediate, and difficult. Green, yellow, and black. Yeah. And listen, blue, the green, blue. It was blue, orange, and black. Oh, I thought it was green. You called no, that it was blue? blue? Yeah, it was blue. I want you to pull up that picture of your map right now. That it was, was blue. green. It was blue. We'll ask Riley. Anyhow. <laughs> but the thing about the very first trail that I was labeled as easy, there was two trails labeled as easy. The name of it was Mickey. And when I hear the name Mickey. Oh, yeah. It's something fun. Cartoon character, Mickey Mouse, so, fun. Let's define first, though, before we ever went, before we ever even thought about going. When we say go trail riding, we're talking about a like dirt path. A little path in the woods. A little path in the woods that, yeah, might have a few turns and a few hills. Maybe a but few it's little tree like, roots. Yeah, maybe a couple of tree roots. This was hardcore. And we were on easy. It was hardcore, <laughs> like, boulders that you were having to navigate. Right. So what we think is the difference is that in our head, we were saying trail riding, but we went to a mountain bike trail. Yeah. And that's probably the difference. I don't know. I can't even imagine what the intermediate or difficult. Yeah, we didn't even get go there. And no, no I'm not going there. Not. And I walked a lot of it because mm-hmm. I could not get my bike to go over some of those boulders. <laughs> I don't guess they were actually boulders. No, but they weren't boulders. Big but they were rocks, huge rocks. Sharp rocks. There wasn't yeah, like a ton of... I kept thinking of, I was going to pop my tires. That's what I kept thinking too. There wasn't a ton of incline. So that's the only thing I can think is on the intermediate and difficult. There has to be more incline to it or something. There's quite I just, a bit of incline. There was, but not extreme. Oh, and then there was, you would go through a stretch of really difficult, lots of rocks yeah, in your way. And then you would go through a little stretch where it was more like what you and I had thought yeah. of trail riding. So yeah. you think, oh, good, we got through the hard spot. Nope. It was just enough to yeah. catch your breath for a second and be on your bike for a second. And it then it winded me like crazy. Yeah, it was really tough. I mean, it was tough. So Rylan was the leader. Because this is his jam. And he took off and left us. And he could go so fast. And he has a mountain bike, right? Is that yeah, we all have mountain bikes. But it didn't feel like we had mountain bikes. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like we didn't have the right equipment for it. <laughs> well, we didn't, but. We also didn't have helmets. Mm. Because please don't attack us for this. But we go for bike rides in the neighborhood all the time. And we don't have helmets. No. We've never really made our kids wear helmets in the neighborhood. Mm. So when we got to the trailhead, they had a sign posted that said helmets required. And we we're like, well, it's probably fine. No. Well, for the easy one, we were thinking the easy one, we're just going to go for yeah. like a leisurely little ride through the woods. No, you need a helmet. Yeah. Because like if you fall and a quarter of the way through, we were like, okay, I can see you definitely need a helmet. We, you know, probably need to be real careful here. Yes. Ryland did not do a ton of walking. He really could muster no, his bike remember. up over and maneuver through those rocks. I do not have the agility for it. So I would come down off a rock or try to go up a rock and my bike would just be squirrely and it just went how (laughs) it wanted to go. So first of all, I don't have the upper body strength to control it is what I realized. And that was very evidenced after we were finally all said and done. We did this for like an hour and a half. So after it was all said and done, 
and we got back in the truck to go home. I just, I felt like I couldn't move. Like my arms felt <laughs> dead. They just yeah. felt like dead weight. So that was number one. I do not have the upper body strength yeah. to control my bike. And then number two, I'm not super agile on a bike, even in the neighborhood. When we go yeah. around curves or make a turn, I slow down and I go, well, you're not slow. daring. Yes. But on this, even on the easier parts of the trail where there weren't a ton of rocks and tree roots, then it would get windy or curvy. And so I felt like I needed to slow down to go around the curves because my back tire would get squirrely and I just didn't feel like I had the control. Yeah. And see, I don't mind that kind of stuff. That was fun. And I had fun whenever you were going like fast on the flat areas and you were able to go around the turns and stuff like that. But... The big rocks, I mean, just like going real fast and then hitting the rock. Like, how are you supposed to get up over that? Like, you just bam, right into a rock. Oh, I gut checked myself into the handlebars no less than three times, thinking I could make it up over this rock. Yeah, and your front tire just stops, and and your momentum goes over the top of the handlebars. And we stopped on the trail at one point, and I said that. I'm like, I keep hitting my stomach with my handlebars. And Rylan's like, because you got to kind of like lift up on it. And I'm like, I cannot lift. That's what I'm saying. I don't have the arm strength. I can't like pick myself up and basically pop a wheelie is what I felt like he was telling me to do to get up over it. And I can do that to an extent. I mean, I have a pretty light bike, but you have to like pedal and pull at the same time to get the front tire to come up easier. And I can do that on small stuff, but I'm just saying those bigger rocks was like, no. We were not even a tenth of a mile into the trail. So the first trail was 1.1 miles. We barely got started on that trail and we started hitting some of those rocks. (laughs) And in my mind, all I could think was, this is impossible. We're not going to be able to do this. But as you go, you do acclimate in a way, just in the very short amount of time. I know an hour and a half, it felt like a really long time, but overall. Oh, it felt like it was all day. Like I felt like we were there all day. All day. But overall, it was a short amount of time yeah, in the span yeah. of your life. <laughs> yeah. And I felt like I really grew in my mountain biking skills yeah. in that short amount of time because we did the trail called Mickey. And then we came out and Rylan wanted to go back in and do the second easy trail. Yeah. Well, we to get to the second easy trail, you had to go down some of Mickey again. And we thought, based on what we saw on the map, that you yeah. could cut through this hiking trail and get to it to the second easy trail quicker than going further down Mickey. Well, you can't ride your bike on the hiking trail. They have signs asking you not to. So we're walking our bikes and we walked our bikes for a whole mile and we never, it never ran into the other trail. And we were like, we finally had to cut through the woods. Yes. We just cut through a non path, which I'm sure is also not advised or allowed really, but we did it and we got to the second trail and initially, that second trail, I was like, I have really got the hang of this. Yeah. I'm doing so good. And then, like, the first half was, I won't call it easy, but I just, it, I felt like it, it was, was manageable. It was much more manageable. And I was like, this is what I was thinking with yeah. mountain biking or trail riding, whatever. And then the second half of that trail, I walked almost the whole thing because I could yeah. not get my bike up over most of that stuff. Mm. Uh, and I fell on that trail just yeah. as I was mm-hmm. getting my confidence Confidence, app I got too confident and I tried to go up this incline that was very rocky (laughs) that what I didn't know because Rylan was the leader Craig stayed in the middle and I stayed behind because my speed yes I was definitely the slowest I was the most cautious I walked more than anybody 
Craig was in the middle because he Mm -hmm. was not as fast as Rylan, but he was faster than me. And then Rylan was the fastest of the three of us. So he stayed ahead. So what I didn't see a lot of the time was where you guys had jumped off your bikes or not. And so by this point in the journey, I was feeling very confident because as I said, (laughs) it was our second trail and it was starting off much easier than the last trail had been. And there was this incline and it was really rocky and I was getting it. I'm like, Oh, I can do this. And I got halfway up it and I just stalled. I don't, I just couldn't go anymore. And I literally just fell over (laughs) and because I lost my balance and hit my pedal weird on a rock and it just sort of sent me over. So I didn't like fall hard, but I definitely fell on a rock with my hand and with my shin. And then my bike handle got stuck on a rock and Craig thankfully heard me fall. I don't know if I yelled or if you just heard the crash. All the above. (laughs) Yeah. It was all the At above. that point, you weren't too far ahead of me. No. I huh. could see you because we had come around a curve to go yep. up that hill. And so I saw you ahead of me. So he stops and jumps off the bike. He's like, are you okay? I said, no, because I was stuck under yeah. my bike. I you couldn't get it off. Under there. So Some Craig of the handlebars to... hooked the rock and it was it had locked the bike on top of you. Because mm-hmm. I went to pull it up. I'm like, oh, it's stuck. I had to like twist the, like turn the front tire a little bit to get to you. Yes. So once I got up, I was fine. I mean, my leg definitely hurt. My shin had a huge knot, still has a pretty good size knot on it. I had a little bloody spot on my knee and my hand, but I wasn't like dripping blood. Sorry if that's gross, but I wasn't, that was not too bad off, but it definitely slowed me down because then I was not as, um, brave after that i wasn't feeling as confident as i once was so then they def i definitely didn't see them much after that because you guys could i could hear you up ahead of me in the woods but i couldn't we're not that far apart see you yeah as much because i jumped off my bike a whole lot and walked it over some difficult spots yeah yeah Yeah, we took off and had fun and as the day wound down and craig and i were in agreement that we are most likely not doing that ever again because (laughs) We were exhausted. Our bodies hurt so badly. And Rylan's like, that was so fun. Oh, yeah. He was. I want to do it again. He's not sore the next day. He, you know, didn't fall. He did not get injured. Like, none of his body hurt after he was done. Did he he fall? Yeah. I don't remember that. Did I see him? He just just was able to jump back up. Yeah. He does fall on his bike a lot because he is daring. Yeah. So, even in the neighborhood when we go for rides, he'll cross down in somebody's ditch like he just doesn't want to stay on the main path like he doesn't want to stay on the street or on the sidewalk he loves to go off curbs and go down in a grassy ditch and come back up on the sidewalk and I just stay on the path like I'm on the sidewalk I'm on the road he's very daring but he's been biking his whole life I think he started riding a bike when he was three and we've done neighborhood bike rides bicycles dirt bikes and dirt bikes and he just doesn't have a lot of fear and I think he's really enjoying biking because it gives him independence like he can just take off and go through the neighborhood and he's found these trails like you were saying Mm -hmm. earlier close to our house and we told him that we are more than happy to bring you back to these trails but we'll be hiking while you're biking and he's like well that's not as fun I want somebody to be biking with me yeah (laughs) I'm like look we gave it a whirl and we want our bodies intact so we'll bring you in a friend if you can find a friend who wants to do this too (laughs) yeah because like i didn't really wreck but i did bounce off some trees yes i did that too and then like the jarring of your legs Mm -hmm. and stuff because like even to keep yourself from 
wrecking or falling or whatever, you take your foot off the pedal and put it on the rock, you try to catch yourself, and that jarring, mm-hmm. just like my knees. But, but what I you, said when we were done is that we really are showing our age. If that's true. We are middle-aged. Our bodies are not Phew. as youthful as they once were. I'm happy to say we did it. And that's the oh, thing absolutely. about engaging with something that your kid is interested in. Biking and cycling or mountain Mm-mm. biking, none of that has ever interested me. It's I've, never interested me. I always had a bike as a kid. Yeah. And then I've had a bike now for probably the last decade, I would say, just so I could go with the kids in the neighborhood and stuff. And I yeah. enjoy that when they want to go. But yeah. I have never been one as an adult that wants to get on a bicycle. Like before we had kids, you and I did not have bicycles. No, uh-uh. cycling mountain biking that does not interest me so when he started talking about these trails a few weeks ago and showed me where they were I was not like "Ooh, I want to go ride those trails my thought was Rylan's really interested in this I want to go check this out with him and I feel like check mark we did it again I'm totally happy to take him back but I know my limits and doing that again I just don't feel like it wasn't that fun for me to do it it was fun to watch him have fun for sure oh yeah and to yeah. be out on the trail i think that's a lot him. of it and i do think there's you know merit to doing stuff that even you don't like just for the sake of enjoying time with your kids and mm-hmm. stuff like that and so we did that yeah absolutely that doesn't mean you have to do it all the time that's what i'm saying i'm not saying i will never do this again because never say never well you did say never <laughs> I feel like we're not ever doing this again. We're not ever doing this again, but we might. I don't know. Yeah. But taking him and doing it was fun. And now we know that he could definitely go. And we've learned some stuff. Like he definitely has to wear a helmet. Mm-hmm. And especially if we're not going to be on a bike with him and close to him. But even if we are, if he falls and hurts himself, what are we going to do? Except carry him out of the woods yeah. to get help. But he needs to wear a helmet. And we'll just be there to walk. I even told him I would jog a little bit. I'll jog those trails. <laughs> so what are some other things that we've done? Well, this is not the first time that Rylan has put one of us or both of us in a challenging position <laughs> of doing something with him that he has chosen. When he yeah. was probably eight years old, his school did this kid marathon mm-hmm. where over the span from like February to April or something like winter, spring months, They, he joined this run club and they would stay after school once or twice a week and they would run a mile together. And then the kids were supposed to run one to two miles at home on their own. Yep. And what they were doing was building up to running marathon miles to where over the course of these weeks, they end up running the 26.2 or whatever a marathon is. Over the course of time. Over the course of time. They don't do it all at once because little bodies cannot handle that kind of stress. So he was supposed to run his final mile at Nissan Stadium, which is where the yep. Titans play. They were supposed to get to run through the stadium. And he that was really his reason for joining this run team, I think, yep. is that final mile. And you get a medal like, a, like you've run a marathon. And Craig just pointed at his dresser at in our medal. podcast studio because Craig also has a medal because a parent is not required to, but allowed to run that final mile with their child. And what yeah. happened was the home training that Rylan did was done by me because I do run yeah. for As exercise. As we've talked before in previous episodes, you enjoy running quite a bit. And anybody that knows me and sees me <laughs> knows that I am not a runner. 
Right. If so, I'm running, as one of my kids would say, if dad is running, there's something wrong and they need to go help. <laughs> you should go run to him and figure out what's going on. So the thought was that I would be running yep. with him. Yep. Well, it turned out that our daughter had a volleyball tournament, her big end of season, huge volleyball tournament in Atlanta yep. that same weekend that he was supposed to do his run in Nashville at Nissan Stadium. So Craig and I talked about it and we're like, look, he's trained for this. This is important to him, even though he's little, but we're not going to have either of our kids miss this big deal. So we're just going to have to divide and conquer. I'll go with Taylor. You go with Rylan. How we decided that, I'm not sure. We may have asked him. No. No. I don't think so. I think it had to do with, I think you were going with some other females on the. I went with a family. Husband, oh, wife, right. and kids, right. yeah. So I can't remember I why, how it happened that you stayed in here with him and went to Nashville and I went with Taylor. But regardless, that is what happened. Yeah. And Rylan was so excited that you were going to run that yeah. final mile with him. Yeah. And you did. And you got a medal. Yeah. And and running is something that has never Not interested you. been my thing. And I'll tell you what Rylan learned from that is that it doesn't interest him either. No, yeah. He really finished that. And he was only like, in second grade, like yeah. eight years old or something. But he learned, mm, this was fun to run through Nissan Stadium and all that, but I don't really want to do that again. No. <laughs> he decided he wasn't a runner. <laughs> but again, we engaged with his interests. It was a way that I got to spend time with him, yeah. helping him learn how to run a mile, yeah. learning you know, how to train his breathing and pace himself. Mm. And then you got to engage with him in his interests by... Yeah. Finishing out that mile with What him. I think is funny is on that medal, I'm sitting here looking at it now, and the little piece of paper they put on with your number and everything, mm-hmm. it literally says one mile. You know how like the marathons is like how yes. many miles you run and everything? It says one mile. Well, because the day you got so the got medal, medal, that is all you ran. One mile. <laughs> yeah, that's all you ran. Which Be- was a feat for me, but mm-hmm. you know, not a lot of people, but not for me it is. Not a lot of people. Taylor threw us a curveball with her interests when she was in elementary school. So when the kids are little, you kind of pick what they do. So here in our town, the usually the sport everyone plays when they're little, little is soccer. That's kind of the first sport you can get into at three or four years old. T-ball and soccer, yeah. And T-ball. So both of our kids did those sports or tried Mm -hmm. those sports as they were little. And that was kind of us just putting them in something to see if they were interested. Our daughter also did tap and ballet Mm -hmm. when she was four. And that wasn't because she asked to, it was because we asked her if she wanted to. And so we kind of, I don't want to say we developed their interest, but we just present them opportunities. She did cheerleading too. Oh, and she did cheerleading. That's right. She did cheerleading. And that was something we asked her if she wanted to do. And she was all for it. So we put them in some of these things that maybe we're interested in or that we think they would have fun in. But then when she was in about second grade, the same time that Rylan did the run club, she all of a sudden was like, I want to play volleyball. (laughs) And we were like, we'd never really played volleyball that much, even just in the yard or anything. It wasn't really something. I don't think we even owned volleyball. Yeah. I I think that she got it from gym class because they would go through all the sports in gym class. They would spend a couple weeks learning different sports and playing different sports and she really decided she liked that one, and we were like, okay, okay. well, let's figure this out. Yeah, because we knew <laughs> nothing about it. No, up to that point, Craig or I had and or I had pretty much been able to coach them in whatever mm-hmm. they played or tried. Yeah, because both of them played soccer 
and you know whenever they first start you're just i call it herding cats mm-hmm. but i mean you you're teaching them the basics of like how to kick the ball and how to try to do the little airplane you know getting the formation of the yes. airplane the v there's just not a lot of technical and walk down and kicking into a goal there's no goalie you don't they have nothing so there's nothing technical because i know nothing about soccer either but I was able to coach them in the baseball, softball, mm-hmm. and even in basketball. I mean, I know enough about basketball to be able to do that. And then I even coached Rowland in football. So, yeah, I mean, the stuff that I know about. But, yeah, whenever she said volleyball, we were like, uh, what? <laughs> you know. But so, we searched and we found yeah. a program here in town, just a yeah. little summer and, rec league. And then we both jump in and we learn what we can do as parents. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we learned how to do the line judging and helping with the refing. So Once she sport. got older and in middle school, uh, they asked for parent volunteers. Yeah. So we jumped in club and learned two. that. Yeah. And then when she started playing clubs, so when yeah. she first started playing, they didn't need us to do that because it was just a little rec league. Yeah. But after she got more involved and started playing for school and club, yeah. we were able to jump in. And again, not something that no. either of us had ever been interested in really other no, than... I like- I learned how to keep the books, and I didn't even know volleyball kept books. Yeah. Like, I didn't, you keep yeah. books for volleyball? What? But we want to that. support our kids and the things yeah. that they're interested in and get involved and get interested in it ourselves. I remember sitting her sixth grade year was her first year of school volleyball and asking so many questions oh, to yeah, parents because no her rec was league was more like backyard volleyball. So I felt like I understood the rules better yeah. of her rec league. It's more but then traditional. When, just a more traditional way of playing. Yeah. But then when she got into school ball, we were learning there's positions and oh, there's yeah. styles of hitting the ball. And some <laughs> of those ways can be wrong depending yeah. on who hits it when. Was it the first hit or the second hit? There's all these rules and that we had no idea. So we were constantly that year after oh, yeah. like asking parents, why did they blow the whistle? Why was that wrong? Why is she not allowed yeah. to do that? Because we wanted to learn. We wanted to support Taylor and her interest of that, and we did. But I think on the flip side of that, too, by doing that, though, we've also taken them on adventures that they probably wouldn't have thought about wanting to do. I think back that took both of them to a motocross track and mm-hmm. rode dirt bikes on you know motocross track. And, you know, that's something that they both remember, and they have fun memories of it. But, I mean, Tether could probably could care less about going and ever riding on one of those again, you know. Yeah. And, even Rollin that day, would. you but, she yeah, didn't she, ride the whole time. She rode, you yeah. know, and then watched. And we had a blast, though. But, I mean, it was still something that they were, it was out of their comfort zone. Something mm-hmm. that they, I mean, it was definitely more for me, I think, than it was for them at that point. Because that was one, that's always been one of your big interests. Right, so you yeah. you were introducing it to them in that so, way, yeah. yeah. So, I, you know, just doing that kind of stuff, I think, was really fun. And just part of what we're talking about, where you've got to be willing to, do the things that are out of your comfort zone, you know, mm-hmm. like going on the mountain biking to mm-hmm. do the stuff that's out of your comfort zone. It might not mean that you've got to do it every weekend or you've got to do it all the time or that's just all all of a sudden now your hobby. Yeah. No, it doesn't have to be like that, but just to show interest and participation sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, maybe the next time if we do go, we'll leisurely go on the trail and we can stop and be his video videographer oh there you go <laughs> Wait like for him that. To go by. he needs to give us a 10 minute head start yeah and we'll, we'll position ourselves in different we'll position locations ourselves the hardest locations yes because he did wear his gopro yeah, but it yeah. was so bumpy oh, and yeah. stuff that he so said crazy. the footage i didn't even look at it but he said it either. wasn't that good but yeah. i mean that's one of the kind of stuff i'm talking about it doesn't mean you 
can't participate. It's just you might participate in a different way. Right. Like you said, you know, we would go hike or whatever, you know, we want to do and can support them. Or, you know, hey, take a friend, somebody else that might want to do that with you. And right. Yeah, we'll take it with you and we'll be there yes. to support or whatever. Just being willing to be with them. I remember yeah. when Taylor was in second grade, she wanted to play basketball at her school. They had yeah. a little basketball league and they really needed parents to volunteer. It was all volunteer based to mm-hmm. coach. And we volunteered to coach and we had never coached basketball. I had no. never played basketball. You had yeah. really only played pickup basketball. I yeah. had cheered for basketball, so I understood the basics, but I didn't know how to teach seven and eight-year-olds no. how to play basketball. And you really are starting with the basics, like you said, but oh, it's yeah. also kind of like, how do we even teach the basics? So we watched YouTube videos oh, yeah. on how to train elementary basketball and to get some drills drills and and stuff yes because she was interested in it and we they needed parent help and we want to be those parents Mm. who are there and it allows us to spend more time with our kids by being their coach and we got to meet more of their friends that way and more of the friends families and I just think putting yourself out there like that that was definitely outside of my comfort zone trying to coach basketball I, I didn't know anything about that but I mean to an extent coaching is coaching I mean, yeah, you got to know about the sport, definitely, 100%, to be a effective coach as they get older. What we're talking about, though, is in the beginning stages, you just have to be, like you said, willing and yeah. be willing to, yeah, do a little bit of research on some mm-hmm. basics. It's just basic stuff. Yeah. You know, on each sport. So I enjoy coaching, but I quickly found and know now mm-hmm. at this point that the older they've got, you know, was when I needed to kind of step back because I can't, I'm not a professional in it yeah. or I'm not the type of person that is knowledgeable about it to that extent. Yeah. So I needed to say, okay, you know, I know my boundaries. I know right. where I'm at. So. Right. Because as Taylor went into volleyball, like we were just talking about, Rylan went back into soccer, mm-hmm. um, as you've heard several times on our <laughs> show uh, about Rylan's journey with soccer, but he went back into soccer and... I just, I didn't ever, I was never around any kind of soccer whatsoever, Mm -hmm. like at all. It wasn't that popular in middle Tennessee, at least not in the areas we grew up. It is now, but it wasn't when we were growing up. I mean, that I knew of. I mean, My high school got a soccer team like my sophomore or junior year. Oh, okay. Like we didn't even have one the whole time I was in high school until mid to the end. I mean, I don't ever remember. That's how new it was. Yeah. I don't ever remember any kids talking about soccer, playing soccer Mm -hmm. when I was growing up. That I remember. It was just coming uh, on the scene. It was just baseball yeah. and basketball and football. I mean, those are your major ones and that was it. So, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, it was not I mean, in your realm of it knowledge. It wasn't in my realm of knowledge at <laughs> yeah. all and not really something that I was like wanting to take on because by that time he was in middle school or starting middle school. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I'm not going to know enough to be able to challenge them to get their skills better when right. I'm barely even knowing what a soccer ball is. I think another area that you've really engaged with our kids, you specifically, has been musically. Both of our kids expressed interest when they were little about learning to play instruments. They both expressed interest in the piano, and then Taylor bought herself a guitar. That was Mm -hmm. one of the very first things she saved her money for when we taught them about saving money. And Rylan bought himself a drum kit. So they both were very interested in learning to play those things. And your mom was able to teach them piano. And we invested in that by 
checking in on them about their playing or you had an ear for what they were doing. So you would say, did you do that the, the right way? <laughs> but then when Taylor wanted to play the guitar, we wanted to see how serious she was about playing yeah. the guitar. And so you know enough about guitar that you could show her some things because you can play the guitar. And you sat with her several times yeah. and showed her some chords. And she just didn't ultimately didn't really have an interest in it no but initially she did and so mm. you engaged with that and the same thing with rylan and his drum kit that was a mm -hmm. big deal for you to go pick up a drum kit get it set up the way it needed to be you learned get it, tuned. <laughs> get it tuned do whatever it is you have to do with yeah. drums i mean it was a lot of work to get drums set up yeah. and you even learned i don't know if you watched youtube or what but you even learned like a little the basic beat yeah. yeah a beat that's the word i was looking for and mm -hmm. tried to teach him like just to get him started and just to kind of say if you practice yeah. this a few times and then see how fast you can do it just to almost gauge their interest in what yeah. they think they're interested in instead of just going all in and being like okay we're gonna pay for a year of drum lessons and a year of guitar lessons and yeah. get y'all going you had enough wherewithal to go some like playing an instrument's a big deal because yeah. you play instruments and you mm -hmm. grew up in a musical family. So, you know, it takes work. It takes practice. Mm -hmm. Yes, there is some natural ability that can come into play. But even with a naturally gifted musician, you they have to still have, the have want to, to do it themselves. Yes, they have yeah. to have the desire to do it. So we let them buy these things for themselves. You gave them some basic knowledge and then neither of them touched it again. Well, they never, <laughs> they get, I do the lesson quote, I'm saying quotes, lesson. I'd give them a lesson and then be like a week later, be like, Oh, did you practice? Uh, uh. Yeah. They just weren't as interested <laughs> as what they thought. But I think that's and part of force them. No, but that's part of being engaged with what in yeah. your kid's interest is they come to you and they say they're interested in something. And we don't usually just jump on it. The first time mm -hmm. our kids say they're interested in something, it usually has to be repeat conversations for us to go, okay, they're really interested in this. Well, but also we don't just, pay for a thing and turn them loose and never check back in on it again. We well, stay because engaged. We would own a racing company <laughs> that also allowed mountain bike racing, um, <laughs> a rock group that we would like a band band that we would be on a traveling team <laughs> and we would be a athletic sports yeah. team as well. So yeah. we would probably have, you know, so we have a lot things. going yeah. on, but there's even been they're well-rounded. Yes. You know, they do fun stuff. I mean, yes. and we do, they have had a lot of adventures and that's what Rylan talks a lot about. Oh, I wish I could do this. And I'm like, mm -hmm. dude, you don't realize the work that it would take yes. to be that or to do that. And so, yeah, if you want to do that, you're going to have to give up a bunch. So what do you want? You know, mm -hmm. you can't have everything. So right. we've got to have, again, some life balance like we yes. talked about before. And you've got to be willing to know when to say no and know when something is going to be very hard and very uh, take a lot of time and very time consuming. And not that those things something. that can't be something they're interested in. They sure. could choose a passion that takes a lot of time. Sure. But it's good, I think, for us to be invested and investigate those things with yeah. them so that we can get a background knowledge of, oh, this is going to be really expensive or this is going to yeah. take a lot of time. So then we can step into it a little bit more cautiously or have really serious conversations with them, mm -hmm. such as what you're talking about, like getting into racing. Oh, Rylan yeah. has talked about that so much, but that is just not really conducive to our life. No. And I know anytime we've ever gone out on anybody's boat, we talked about it being Labor Day weekend, a lot of people are going out on the boat and we've yeah. 
been very blessed to have been invited many times on different friends boats mm-hmm. and it's so much fun and inevitably every time we get off a boat our kids are like we need to get a boat <laughs> yeah I'm like nope and we're like you know that would be really fun but what you don't understand is that means a lot of the weekend things that you do we yeah. would not be able, like at the time that a lot of this was going on taylor was in club sports or travel sports mm-hmm. so a lot of the weekends we were going to volleyball games and then now plays on Saturdays and Rylan plays soccer on Saturdays. And so we said, you kind of, we're not going to buy a boat for it to sit in the driveway or to pay for it to sit at a dock. Like you buy a boat so you can go out on the weekends and we're on a court or on a field on the weekends, you know? So even though they, they think they're interested in us owning a boat, we know (laughs) that behind the scenes they're they wouldn't really want to go out every single weekend on a boat. It's fun every now and again, but yeah, which is why we're glad that we have friends that invite us. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, definitely something out of out of our comfort zone sometimes. Of mm-hmm. when they say, "Hey, I want to do this or I want to try this," and we kind of go into it. I mean, it's just like Rylan with his little lawnmower that he's trying to build right now. I mean, he's trying to build a go kart lawnmower or a go kart out of a lawnmower. Excuse me. He got this mower and mm-hmm. instead of just being like oh no you you don't want to do that you know you can't do that or it's going to cost way too much or whatever just kind of supporting them and giving them ideas and then saying all right here you go yeah try to figure it out and then you need me let me know you mm-hmm. know that and, and we've come across many things and so right now he's at a crossroads and he's like i don't know how we're gonna do this and so he's like all right so I, i'll step in and kind of give him some ideas and he's like, all right let's do that yeah okay but you're letting him like, do it. Yeah, you just kind of supporting him. I mean, in other ways. No, I'm not going to be able to. We can't financially support him to go race or do whatever he you know he yeah. has the dreams of. And it, again, it's might not be something that he truly would want to do. It's mm-hmm. just he sees it as something cool. And you know, you hear of families that do that kind of stuff, but that's their whole life. Yeah. And so when we have discussions, especially with one or the other of our kids, you realize, or and you tell them. We're a whole family, and we're not going to just be split and divided. Mm. Well, Rollins racing every weekend, and oh, Taylor's playing volleyball. I mean, how many times did Rollins go to the volleyball weekends? Oh, I yeah. mean, we drug him along to all of that stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and he was great. I mean, he had a good attitude about it and everything, and then, you know, she comes to soccer stuff sometimes, and but we're not going to sit there and just kind of divide our whole family and put you know certain things in place where we're not able to spend time together yeah and and that's what it would do you just know, to cater to just an to interest. cater to yeah. an interest yeah so yeah. it's 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 about that balance it and, is yeah you know that doesn't mean that we're doing it right you know we're not no. doing it's just the way we've decided to do it i think hearing your kids out like yeah. just being a good listener and like a well and already, something that's actually feasible right yes but like i said if they I've already said it previously, but if they mention something several times, because sometimes when they keep talking about it, obviously it's on their heart or in their brain. And like you said, if it is something feasible, like we know it is something reasonable is what you mean, like financially and time wise and all of that, then why not investigate it? Why not jump in and see if it's something that we can help them do? Like last year when Taylor was really wanting to get a job at 15, she started really talking about when I get a job, when I get a job. And we finally said, well, a lot of places hire at 15 and there's this one place in particular she wanted to work and she got on their website to apply and because she had a friend 
from church mm-hmm. that worked there. And she said, I'm almost positive that he worked there when he was 15. So we told her to get online and it said 16. So instead of just going, okay, oh, well, you have to wait till you're 16. I said, well, why don't you email the manager? Because she just kept talking about wanting to work at yeah. this place. And a lot of places, this was post pandemic and a lot of places had lowered their hiring age because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. And sure enough, she emails the manager and in fact, they would hire you at 15. Yeah. So she filled out an application. She yeah. got an interview. She got hired. And I'm not saying, oh, kudos to us. We encourage her to do that. I'm no, just saying yeah, no. it was something she was interested in. She kept talking about right. it. So I just gave her the idea for the next step. Right. Because it's not something that she'd even thought about, right. like getting on and looking. And then when she saw it was 16, well, you know, you can still talk to them and ask yeah. questions. And and now she has a job and she's been at the same place for almost a year and a half. Yeah. And she really enjoys it. So that's not, that's just a different way to engage in their interest, but it's not us just shutting her down. Right. But in the same sense, there is times where we have to, like we're talking about, I know we just keep saying this, but the Rylan racing part, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've explained to him over and over again, depending on what type of racing, and that's just the thing. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not that he's just talking about one specific kind of racing. It's like he wants to do everything. (laughs) So we would have to have, you know, the go-kart racing, the dirt bike racing, the four-wheeler racing, the (laughs) drag racing. I mean, you name it. And whenever I explained it to him, I'm like, hey, buddy, this isn't like you go and buy a cheap go-kart and you're just going to all of a sudden go racing. First of all, there's no tracks around here. Yeah, we don't have You have to travel to go to do anything, whether that be... All of those that I just mentioned. I mm-hmm. mean, there's nothing around here Mm-mm. that you physically can go race at. And so, you know, explaining, because that's a thing I think a lot of times, especially us as parents, we don't have, we want to give our kids and get them involved in a lot of the things that they want to do and yeah. who they want to be. But we also need to teach them reality. And yes. until I looked at them literally one day and I was like, okay, buddy, this is the reality of something like racing. A... It's not just about buying the implement that you need to race, whether it be a go-kart, you know, all those that I just listed. But then we would have to buy a truck and a trailer. Mm -hmm. We would have to, all the expenses of running that particular ATV or whatever. And then we've got to travel because there's nowhere around here. So you're going away every single weekend. You're traveling to go race somewhere. Yeah. I said, the amount of money and then I just explained to him that the difference between the cost of what the four-wheeler that he has <laughs> and a racing four-wheeler just in that particular one and he was like what I'm like yeah and that doesn't even it's not a drop in the bucket to what the rest of the stuff that's going to cost and so just being a dose of reality sometimes instead of just telling our kids no 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 a dose of reality is being real with them mm-hmm. and being able to say no this is why You know, we don't have just thousands upon thousands of dollars just to sink into a hobby that you're not even sure you would like because we also, I also know because I've taken him, (laughs) you know, to places that we have explored those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And I see where, is he going to excel in something like this or is he going to like something like that or whatever and have done the that stamina to keep or up have the stamina, with it, yeah. yeah so you know i think the biggest thing is is that we can explore their likes their wants mm-hmm. their wishes but then if we truly are teaching them about balance of life mm-hmm. about balance in their finances about balance in their whole entire system yeah and then you be real with them about okay this is why it's not just a no we're not going to ever right. let you do that it's but- Reminding them what the values of our family are. The values, yeah, exactly. So, 
But I say all that to say when we can try the new things and when yes. we can go out and do the Mikey mountain mountain oh, I can't even That's say. That's a hard word for mountain you. Biking. Mountain biking. Mountain biking. Mountain biking. Good job. Whenever we go and do <laughs> stuff like that, you know, we can do stuff and enjoy it with them. That doesn't mean that that's okay. All of a sudden it's our newest thing. Right. And, and now he's a mountain bike racer or no, something. <laughs> no. So I think there can be a healthy, healthy balance there. So for sure. You know, yeah. Again, again, like you said, it's not 110%. We're never doing it again. But as of today. Yeah. I don't plan to. The way it. my body feels because we are getting older, babe. I know, I know. The way my body feels, <laughs> it's it's. I'm not doing that again. Yeah. But you know, give me give me a couple of weeks, maybe I might. It was fun to watch him have fun, and I'm yeah. glad that we did it. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. But so yeah, I don't, I'm too old to do that. <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. we would encourage just go out, have fun, find yeah. things to do with your kids, listen if, to your kids, listen, listen to, to what, what they say. say. You know, try it. Mm-hmm. You know, allow them to try things, allow them to have fun, and. You know, it doesn't always have to be just this huge, massive, you're buying a racing team, you're buying a yeah. sports athletic team, or you're starting a band. You know, it <laughs> starts with something small, and yeah. it starts with just supporting them in the little things and just letting them explore their interests because you never know who the next uh, lead band, you know, yeah. person is or Could be your singer kid. or, <laughs> you know, or, or all-star all, all star star sports, sports player, player yeah. You know, or racer, or amazing whatever it is. Mu- musician. You, know, you, you never just know. never know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, is that that's a wrap for that's a wrap for this one. Engaging with engaging your kids' with interests. Kids. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks for talking Having to me. Fun. Thank y'all right. for listening. Hope y'all enjoyed. We'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. And that's a wrap for this episode for the How-To Gurus. Thank you for listening and please subscribe, rate, and review the How-To Gurus on your favorite podcasting app.